0: From SavannahNow.com, I'm Adam Van Brimmer, and this is The Commute. On today's episode, the Georgia Legislature's 2022 session is fast approaching, and our local lawmakers are huddling with government officials and business leaders to formulate priorities ahead of getting to work at the Georgia Capitol. The Savannah Area Chamber of Commerce's Jared Downs is today's guest and outlines the business community's ass of the legislature going into the session. The commute podcast presented by National Office Systems. The 2022 session of the Georgia General Assembly starts January the 10th, and while politics and high-profile issues such as education, health care access, and abortion rights will dominate the headlines once the opening gavel falls, our lawmakers will quietly work on the meat and potatoes initiatives and policies that directly affect us here in Savannah. The Savannah Chamber's Jared Downs tells us what the business community is focused on. Heading into the session, we'll have that discussion right after I tell you about our sponsor, National Office Systems. If you are a regular listener to the commute, you know about Scott Center and his team over at National Office Systems and how they are Savannah's experts in office design and outfitting. They work with top quality suppliers such as Dirt Modular Interiors and Herman Miller Office Furniture to create comfortable and productive workspaces. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's N A T O F F S Y S.com. Now, here's the interview with the Savannah Chambers, Jared Downs. I'm pleased to be joined by Jared Downs, who is with the Savannah Area Chamber of Commerce. And on the first day of December, the chamber had their annual Eggs and issues breakfast, which is a gathering of the local Georgia general assembly members. So the legislators, the senators in the house are in the house reps that represent us in Atlanta. The 2022 session will start in about a month on January the 10th. And every year about this time, the chamber of commerce and Jared's going to explain how this process works, but the chamber of commerce through some committees and some members Come out with a list of priorities and um, other agenda items, business policies, and positions that they present to the state legislators to kind of give them a little bit of a guidance of how they can best serve the business community of Savannah and, by extension, the rest of Savannah. But that that event was Wednesday morning at the Savannah Marriott Riverfront, and it was it was. It was a packed house, which in the the COVID era is, era is it's a little nerve wracking, but it's also nice to see at the same time because it's been so long since everybody's been together. But it was uh, it was it was a good morning. But Jared, can you kind of walk us through how the chain why the chamber puts these policies, positions, and, and priorities together, and so the why and then how?
1: Well, mainly why is you know if you're during the legislative session, if you're silent, they'll forget about you. Um, so we get our member organizations, we get our government affairs committee together and, um, they folks come to us and, you know, they may have some, some ideas or some issues that they want the chamber to, to champion. Um, so we vet those, we let those through the government affairs committee and then our executive committee, and then our full committee kind of fine tunes them and, you know, makes, make sure we have very business friendly, um, agendas and you know again if 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 you're silent they'll they won't they won't remember you and you know it's, it's our way to make savannah and chatham county and, and really this whole area um the more business friendly environment
0: so does the list start out being 200 items long and gets whittled down to a dozen or 25 or or how is it, it how it, targeted it usually, is?
1: it usually doesn't get that long um you know our, our the folks that come and ask us to put stuff on there um They've done, I've probably had meetings with them prior and we've discussed it and discussed what the approach we need to take and and stuff like that. So it's, you know, there's, there's a few that, you know, we end up um, not including, but that being said, there's some on here, there's issues that will come up during the session that aren't on here that we just don't foresee. And we'll, you know, meet with the executive committee and whatnot. We'll, we'll champion those as well.
0: And, and during the session, I mean, you, as the director of governmental affairs, I'm, I'm sure you're in touch with, with Chairman Stevens and, and other members throughout the session. How much time do you spend in Atlanta? How do you work with the lobbyists? How do you how do you go about doing that?
1: Um, so during the session, I'm usually up there at least two or three nights a week or spend two or three nights a week up there. Um, and again, if you know we're at a there's a committee hearing and they're discussing something and they look and they don't see anybody from Savannah there, they'll just assume that we agree with them. So we like to have a presence and, you know, and, and, and be a resource for our elected officials. So, you know, quickly find us and get an answer.
0: So at the Eggs and Issues Breakfast, uh, all the legislators stand up and, and give a little speech. They talk about uh, not only the priorities you give them or the chambers presented to them, but also their own. How much give and take with them is there in kind of formulating uh, the, the final product?
1: So there is, um, you know, for instance, with this year's um, agenda, you know, our big lift is the final uh, piece of the puzzle for the funding of the convention center uh, expansion. So with that being said, we didn't want to, and that, that asked me, you know, close to 93 million, we didn't want to have a lot of spending projects on here. Because um, okay. you know, we didn't want to look greedy um mm-hmm. so you know george we'll, we'll discuss them later but um and that's that's something that you know i made sure i discussed with with you know with our reps and senators of you know hey, we're going to have this ask for the convention center on there but we're not going to ask for a lot of more more funding projects just because we don't want to uh to seem greedy and also they probably wouldn't work out um yeah so
0: you got to be you gotta be a little bit selective about it
1: uh, yeah and and the members are appreciative of that and then i give them of course i let them see the agenda prior to the meeting so they're not blindsided by about something that might be in there
0: all right let's let's talk a little bit about that agenda and the priorities and uh, i i know that if you look at the top half of the list there's a lot of requests that are specific to our colleges and universities and i i've been to four or five of these now and i know these are always on the list to varying degrees uh, obviously, with the state, you're talking about public universities, so that is an avenue that you can that you can get out. Why is it so important for this area to to have funding for for our public uh, higher education institutions?
1: Um, so, yeah, every year there's usually something on there for South, Georgia Southern. There's usually something on there for Savannah State and Savannah Tech. Um, you know, and. We kind of take a holistic approach with Southern. We put a request for Statesboro campus along with Armstrong. Um, and, you know, honestly, having, having the best facilities that we can have will attract better and brighter uh, students to our area. And, you know, that way, hopefully they end up staying in this area and contributing to, uh, to our workforce and contributing to the, to the areas as a whole.
0: I know a, a new piece of this that was on here this year is the whole idea of legislation to to help Georgians that are that are on the usual high school age that didn't get their degree get their diplomas to to go ahead and finish up and, and I assume probably go toward technical school or college or, or something else. Can you talk about that program?
1: Yes, that's a program that Goodwill is uh, yes. is is advocating for, and what it would do, and uh, what we're asking we're asking for a law to be changed because um, right now I believe it's uh, anybody over 21, or maybe younger than that, you can't go to a high school. So this would change it to like Goodwill would would set up a high school. So it'd be different than a GED program. Okay. Like actual high school, um, but they would have daycare would be there, and, and every everything would be covered. And 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 it, it's a really interesting uh, process. They've they've been been talking about this for for several years now. So um, I think it would just be. Another, you know, tool in our toolbox to help further educate our yeah. citizens. Uh,
0: you mentioned earlier the, civ- uh, the Civic Center, the Convention Center, the Savannah Convention Center. I got the Civic Center on the brain because we're talking about the Civic Center site at, at work in the future of it. But with the Convention Center, the, the expansion is already underway. I think we've had, what, two installments now and you're looking for the last at this point they're not going to pull the rug out from underneath you right so what, what do you have to kind of stay focused on in terms of that i
1: wouldn't think they would but right. um never take anything for granted right never know what's going to happen up there um so you know we're we're full court press on uh on getting that funding in the budget
0: right okay um as i work it way down the list and this is something i got our boarders looking into is is beach renourishment. nourishment this is something that Tybee has to do ever so often um, how close are we to them have to do it again and and how important is it to have state support for that as well as, as local and federal? So it's,
1: it's, it's gonna be very important to get the state to to support that project. Um, you know, I mean, the beach is their, is their bread and butter. Um, and you know, they're, there are friends out there. So we're going to help them with that as well. Um, I'm not sure on the timeline, this might be a multi-year thing that we work on and, uh, and I don't know how much the feds are going to kick in. So it, um, you know, maybe, maybe everybody has to kick in a little bit.
0: Chatham Area Transit made the list this year, but made it specifically in terms of, of water ferry services. Is that related to, to Eastern Wharf and kind of the, the stretching of River Street? Or is it a little more complicated than that?
1: No, it, it really is. Um, the ones that we have are a little old. Um, so we're, and also we'll get those work on refurbishing those. But the new ones, we're going to have a larger area to serve. We're going to have, you know, of course, Plant Riverside is now online. Um, then, you know, our, our visitors are going to want access to that. And then also Eastern Wharf is, is coming online. So it's just, you're right. You know, we've, we've extended River Street on both ends. And this, uh, this ferry service needs to be extended as well.
0: Of course, that ties into to the Convention Center expansion and eventually a, a hotel that comes off the back of the convention center too right right yeah. okay um next on the list was and this one is really interesting is is a t-splost referendum well, we got to set this up a little bit right is t-splost was proposed here about 10 years ago at that let time me, let me oh, go ahead real
1: quick. Um, no, go ahead so this is a transit splost
0: it's oh different, a transit is different, yeah, than, different a
1: than a t-splost okay um, well, you was, go ahead i'm not gonna get go it and it is confusing um this is, would be a referendum that would allow a single county uh, citizens to vote on a up to one cent transit swap. So it would fund the maintenance and operations of Chatham area transit. Um, okay. So we're actually saying, okay, if, if y'all want to do a referendum, let's do that. We're fine with that. We're not advocating for a transit splashed, um at this time. No you know, but that, that, that'll take further discussion, but to even start to really have that discussion, the, you know, there needs to be some legislation that passes.
0: Right. And not to get ahead of ahead of the game, but of course, if you have that, then maybe you change your funding mechanism. I know cat's currently done through property tax bills. It's not done countywide. This would, in, in theory, change all of that.
1: I would imagine. So I, I would, I would imagine that if they wanted to do the referendum actually have the referendum and they would, they would have to come to the table with something. I don't. Gotcha. I don't want to speak for them, but right. Um, I would. I would imagine. Right. So. Okay. Uh,
0: I'm going to flip the card over and talk a little bit about policies and positions. And at the top of this is something that it might fit on the priority side too. But that's the whole idea of redesign and construction of an interchange on 95 at the airport, which I, I know is already in the planning sessions. I know it involves the airport already, so they get some funding there but I've heard it's, 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 it's quite a project. It's not just as simple as throwing some new lanes in there. Right. It's, it's really complex.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it's going to be a big project. Um, and, you know, it's, we wanted to make sure it was included. So it's, so it stays on DOT's radar screen. Um, I mean, DOT has been extremely generous to us down here. We've getting the new I-16, I-95 interchange worked on. We're getting four lane or yes. however, many, however many lanes on I-16, um, you know, which is making a huge difference, but, this is this is really important. I mean, if you work out, at, uh, you know, over there in pool, or if you work in, you know, the, the Gulf Stream, or if you're trying to get to the airport, I mean, that traffic is, is horrendous. So again, this is, you know, it's it, to me, it's a quality of life issue. Um, nobody likes to sit in traffic. If you don't do that. You move to Atlanta. So right.
0: Yeah, it seems like with that interchange, every time they 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 expand it or improve it. They're already behind just because whether it's the outlets or whether it's uh, 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 the airport or Puller Parkway, it's just constant growth.
1: I mean, that, then, yeah, and that, that area has just experienced tremendous growth. So
0: I'm going to skip around on the car a little bit and, and uh, talk a little bit about the historic preservation. Now I can't see it on the car, but I know it's on here. The historic preservation credits. What is, the, what is kind of the backstory on that?
1: So it's a uh, tax credits for, uh, you know, of course, renovating historic structures. Um, typically, it's been commercial. Um, this year, we've met with, you know, met with historic Savannah folks, and, and they asked that we include residential on it. Um, so we thought, well, of course, that's almost a, a no-brainer. Um, so again, it would just kind of incentivize people to, uh, to rehab some historic homes in the area and, you know, uh, commercial structures as well. A big they received a, a lot of this in the, over the years, um, and so that kind of helped fund that project. Um, if that project, if, the, if that funding hadn't been there, I'm not sure the project would have come off as as wonderful as it has.
0: Right, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the commercial ones they expire, so they need to be renewed anyway. So this is basically Correct. just expanding the okay, right. okay, very good. Um, the dual enrollment apprenticeships. I, I know that this is an issue that that the state has looked at in terms of of budget issues in recent years. I assume this is just the the chamber kind of reaffirming that, Hey, you know, you find the money to to keep these programs that are helping with our education. Let's keep them going.
1: Exactly. And, you know, as I said earlier, you know, education is an extremely important issue for, for our business community. And, you know, this, this is just another, another item to say, you know, these, these, these programs seem to be working. Let's, let's keep moving forward.
0: Talk about a couple of things that, that, that aren't on the list that I know that are top of mind with people. Of course, that was the, um, the hotel motel tax last year. It had a little bit of momentum and it ended up not passing. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the, the transit tax, and I know that the, the chamber and some others were were involved with trying to grow CAT to, to serve some of the other communities. What are some of the things that maybe aren't on this list that are still going to be top of mind?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't know with the hotel motel tax. Um, I don't know if there's the uh, momentum still behind that. Um, I know the city's pushing it, so it's just kind of a, a wait and see what happens on that. Um, you know, again, it's it'll be 2022. It's an election year, um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what's what's going on. New districts and people are jockeying for for positions. So um, there's you know, should be fun.
0: So we said that the, the session starts January the 10th early in the session. You have Savannah Chatham day where many chamber members go up for the day to meet with legislators to, to rub some elbows. There's a, there's a big party at the, the old freight depot across from the Capitol. What are some of the details on that? I think the day has been set, right?
1: It has Date's been set for February 3rd. Um, and we're looking forward to it while have are spoken to the governor's office. Um, he's planning on speaking to us, um, and then you know he'll he'll be at the uh, at the oyster roast to to talk to us some more and and mingle and answer your questions so we're lo- we're looking forward to it. We should have a good crowd this year um, so
0: missed it last year right
1: yeah we we didn't have it last year um the it would i think the depot gave us a number of two hundred and fifty is all that we would be able to have um and you know that would uh, you don't want to start limiting who you can who you let come to. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's,
0: more, that's more problems than it's worth, right?
1: When you use that 850, I, I don't want to make 600 people mad.
0: Well, I, I know the government affairs are kind of your purview there, but as as the pandemic has eased, as, as the economy has come back, what is the chamber seeing overall in our, in our local community? Is everybody uh, pretty optimistic?
1: Yeah, everybody is. Um, you know, and you hear it all the time, we're having some issues with, you know, finding employees and stuff like that. So we're, you know, we're constantly trying to, to work on that. And then, you know, as far as, you know, visitation, you know, our, our visit, visitation numbers are are through the roof. Um, Our conventions business is starting to come back. Um, That's, that's a big economic driver for us. Um, So, and our our folks that visit Savannah are, are working hard to, to convince those conventions that you know it's safe to come back, and Savannah's the best place to come.
0: Anytime that convention center is growing, so I'm sure that the yeah
1: they're 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 booking out. So so we're we're excited.
0: Jared, thank you for the time. Thank you for what you do at the chamber. and uh, it anytime. Certainly, talk to you again, but we'll definitely see you at Savannah Chatting day
1: All right, and if anything comes
0: up during session, you got my number. Just give me a call. All right, thanks a lot, Jared. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks one more time to Jared over at the chamber. Other news of note in Savannah today. Stacey Abrams on Wednesday announced her entry into the Georgia governor's race in 2022. The high-profile Democrat lost to Brian Kemp in 2018 by a mere 55,000 votes in an election that foreshadowed a blue wave by Democratic candidates in 2020. Abrams, who has been mentioned as a 2024 presidential candidate, says she will not run for another office should she win Georgia's governorship. Also, Savannians continue to mourn the loss of iconic faith leaders. Pastor Matthew Southall Brown, a civil rights pioneer and a longtime head of St. John's Baptist Church, died last week at age 99. And on Friday, Savannah's Catholics will celebrate a memorial mass for Monsignor William O'Neill, who died October 29th in Ireland. In sports, Savannah State football coach Sean Quinn has resigned. Quinn had two stellar years with the Tigers, posting a 15 and 5 record and was the most successful SSU coach since Bill Davis led the program in the 1980s and early 1990s and had a player some of you might recognize the name of, Shannon Sharp. Anyway, Quinn did not disclose his future plans, but does have a connection with new Virginia Tech coach Brent Pry. Quinn's resume also includes a stint at Georgia Southern, which is in the midst of overhauling its coaching staff with the hiring of Clay Helton. Read those stories and more at savannahnow.com, the online home of the Savannah Morning News. Get full access to savannahnow.com and our mobile app for just $1 a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now and sign up. One more time, that's savannahnow.com slash subscribe now. That's all for the Thursday Commute Podcast. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. For more interviews with local newsmakers, check out the commute archives by searching The Commute with that Savannah Opinion. The commute returns next Tuesday when we'll talk football, the high school variety with the focus on the Benedictine cadets who are playing in a semifinal game Friday night for the right to play for a state championship, and also the college football playoff in the national championship favorite Georgia Bulldogs, who of course meet Alabama on Saturday in the Southeastern Conference Championship game. Anyway, we will talk to you then. Enjoy your weekend.